3: right back to you. I am so appreciative to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Really and truly. I'm just so grateful. Um, This is also design week. So I'm so passionate about designs and we have tons of inspiration to make your home sweet home as cozy and safe as it can possibly be right now. Um, but first, are you ready to hit the headlines? Yeah.
1: Great, here we
4: go. <laughs> I love this giving you a great because <laughs> we're honest. I'll always 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 always, always always, always, always,
3: always. All right, it's time for Drew's News, your comfy, oversized, good news sweater. And with me at the desk, my main thread, Ross Matthews. Yes, hi everybody, hi, hi
4: Drew. Uh, I love
3: this outfit. Yeah, I
4: took a risk today, pattern on pattern, but it's design week, hello! It, it's right? giving me all the feels and we're both in vests. Yeah, we are vest-dressed. We are vest-dressed. Yeah, dressed. and I am invested in our looks today. Oh, <laughs> invested? Come on. Come on, I know. God, that was good. You are the king of
3: puns and you just warm the cockles of my heart when you do it. Oh, thanks. And um, I'm really excited because Beyond Design Week, it is International Women's Day. Yes. Yes. Today is a day to celebrate women all around the world that have achieved that often totally against the odds, you know, accolades, and it's also a day to focus on how we can break down all the biases around us and even get closer to gender equality, and People Magazine is doing just that celebrating with their special Women Changing the World issue. Check out our cover girl Lizzo. Yes, Lizzo.
4: And she oh. Herself, before
3: Lizzo, there was no Lizzo.
4: That's true. The
3: Grammy winning rapper, singer, actor, and total charm machine says she blazed her own path with one goal in mind: showing the world that this is what success can look like and she wants to embrace and empower women all over the world who identify with her, who might not think they fit in the mold, and she's gonna blast right through that mold.
4: Yes, she is. This is so awesome. It's so awesome. And Lizzo just proves if you don't fit the mold, break the mold, make your own mold, right? Right? Yes. (laughs) And so many women do that, you know, and this issue celebrates game changers across every field, like Emily Penn, who's an ocean activist who started Expedition in all women's sailing research team that fights ocean pollution. And Monica Johnson in Louisiana, her nonprofit Heroes offers medical care, counseling, and professional training to HIV positive members of her community. So there are women this country making such a difference.
3: I'm such a People Magazine fan. I subscribe to it. I get it every week. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to thank them for shining a spotlight on these amazing women, because this issue is on newsstands now. And it actually leads me to a pick from Drew's Little Yellow Book, which is my personal curation. (laughs) Um, But this is something very personal to me. it, this is goodnight stories for rebel girls. And I'm reading this with my daughters right now. There's actually two volumes and they're just great historical confirmations that there's nothing women can't do. Without.
4: Hey, how about that? Well, uh, on to another amazing woman. Casting is underway right now to find out who will play Madonna in the movie of her life. A Hollywood reporter says competition is stiff Everyone in Hollywood wants this part, and all they have to do is impress the director, whose name is Madonna. (laughs) Madonna, she's also writing it and producing it and working with casting director Carmen Cuba to find the star, and auditions have been going on for months and this is who we're hearing is still in the running right now. Tell me now, Rossi. Okay, are you ready? I'm I'm waiting. Okay, who watches Ozark or Inventing Anna? Okay, Then you know Julia Garner, she's in the running. Florence Pugh, Oscar nominee from Little Women is in the running and Alexa Demi from Euphoria in the running as well. Okay, I I have a favorite, I think, who'd be so good in this role. Tell us, Rossi. Well, okay, so I'm obsessed with Inventing Anna. I just watched it. And Julia Garner, I think, is one of the best actresses around right now. I can, and look at her on the left. She even looks like Madonna She does look age. like a young Madonna. Right? Give her that
3: little gap tooth sold. and I'm sold. Mm-hmm. I am such a Florence Pugh fan. Of course. Though, right. I mean, she can do action, she can do period. There's nothing she can't do. And Miss Demi from Euphoria also has that hot moxie that Madonna had. Mm -hmm. She just kind of catches you in her web whenever she's on camera. She's got such spine. These are just great women. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited. Well, you know
4: why? Because with Madonna's story, there's a lot of material, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Stupid.
3: I'm, dish it up, Rossi, dish it up. Well, next up, it was Fashion Week in Milan and Paris and the main event was the red carpet. But you know who owned it? Rihanna, Mm -hmm. as usual. The Mm -hmm. woman who literally changes the world with each decision that she seems to make. She showed us again how to be a pregnant woman out in the world and put that baby bump front and center. She's literally showing people kind of how to celebrate the pregnant body. I've not seen someone dress time and time again in their pregnancy the way that she's doing it. She's, she is breaking the mold
4: uh, yet again. Like she always does, always. Yeah, like the hottest trend at fashion week is the womb. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And Rihanna brought it. Yes, thank you, Rossi. You put better words into my mouth. (laughs) Uh, Well, up next, uh, more movie news. How about this? A cult classic might be getting a sequel 34 years after it first came out. Nylon Report's Beetlejuice, part two, is in the works. Say it three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. The script and the cast are not confirmed yet, but here's what we know. Brad Pitt's production company, Plan B, has officially taken on the project. And they're partnering with Warner Brothers right now. They're working on it together. So could we see Winona Ryder back as Lydia Dietz, all grown up, or Michael Keaton back? And oh please, that is one of the most iconic performances in the history of time. Ever. Michael Keaton (laughs) as Beetlejuice. Ever! Ever. You know, I auditioned for Beetlejuice. For, I'm uh, just imagining a Writer's Party? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. And, um, and then I saw her at a party and she was like, Yeah, I just booked a movie. <laughs> and I was like, Really? And I, I, what is it? And she was like, oh, Beetlejuice. Oh. And I was like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. I, uh, I'm gonna go make a straight to video movie with Chris Kristofferson, hit rehab, and then. <laughs> I'll see you two years later at the Academy Awards. You'll be wearing couture, I'll be wearing Betsy Johnson, <laughs> off the rack. You'll be with Kristen Slater, I'll be with Corey Feldman.
4: Oh my God. That's the best story ever, Drew. But
3: she actually taught me my most valuable lesson in life. What is that? Always be happy for people.
4: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: that there is enough room to go around for everybody and everybody's timing is different. And I just fell in love with her because Winona Ryder for me is a symbol of how I conduct myself in life. And she's like my poster girl for knowing that you need to celebrate everybody's wins.
4: Come on. I know. That's, you just got that, it's that was true. a gift. All right,
3: and um, as we go into commercial break, I wanna give a shout out to another great young woman who I'm totally obsessed with, Joey King. She's a friend of this show, she's a friend of mine, and she just got engaged to her boyfriend, Stephen. and oh. I just wanna say a big congrats from all of us here at the show, and we,
4: Next. All right, up next, a writer at Vogue recently explored this interesting question What if your friends don't like your partner? Uh oh. For some, it could be a total deal breaker. They'll just cut loose a lover if they can't vibe with their friends. But on the other end of the spectrum, some say they actually prefer a healthy separation between their partner and their friends because it helps them see all sides of themselves. Here's the deal, right? It, <laughs> it, 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 it. <laughs> what? There is a choice you have to make. If your friends tell you they don't like your partner, you have to think, are they seeing something I'm not seeing? And, or, or is my relationship with them more important than my relationship with my partner? And I, I don't think there's a rule for everybody. It's gotta be case by case. What do you think?
3: I agree with that. How, how many people here would be honest and just be like, I'm just not like, Gelling with your partner. How many people would actually be honest and say that? I like it. Not that many. How many people would just like quietly bite it and like kind of drift a little bit apart? Uh-huh. Show the hands if you don't mind. I love it. Um, why were you giggling up there?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: um,
2: you have to be honest and also to not ruin everything, so it's difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you ruined everything. <gasps> <laughs> Say wait, that, what,
3: wait what? I, I believe I heard a voice that said something about, you ruined everything. <laughs> wait, please, please, what, what did he ruin? Two, two days ago, I,
4: I asked him to marry me on the, broken bleed, on the broken bridge, and he said to me, oh no, it's embarrassing, get up. <laughs> yes, you did that.
0: No. <laughs>
3: What What does this have to do with a friend?
4: (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
3: Sorry, but I had to do this. Now what?
2: Now, because I wanted to do it myself. Ah. Later. Uh, Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Now we'll save it for an intimate moment.
3: I'm getting the sense you don't like a
4: crowd, <laughs> right? That was an emotional roller coaster. Well, next up, uh, we
3: love to be the test dummies here at the desk um, because people write into the show and suggest things to us that we should try and give a review on it. And uh, today we're going to be doing a thing we love to do called Drew's reviews. Yeah. This is fun. Okay, so uh, the submission comes from uh, Sammy Mozilio. Okay, so Ross, what is this?
4: Okay, so these are um, the latest jelly beans on the block. Just in time for your Easter basket, uh, it's Brock's new late night taco truck jelly bean. What? (laughs) And here's what's on the menu. If you look here, we have margarita. Uh, We have churro, salsa, guacamole, horchata, and beef taco. Okay, are you gonna try them? I'm gonna start with the guacamole. Okay, I'm gonna go with you here. That's okay. how I start eating uh-huh. is the drip dip dip. Mm, sort of. More like chocomole. Yeah, hmm Okay, what about, I'm doing salsa. Oh, 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 whoa, oh oh, oh. oh. oh, I'm doing
3: beef taco and it is,
4: um, it's beefy. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna do beef taco, try a salsa. This is beef. Whoa! on the salsa. Right? uh, What's in there? The beef is. Where's the beef? And then let's do, I'm gonna do churro, because that seems safe.
3: I'm gonna, like, wash it down with horchata and a
4: margarita. Oh, yeah. I'll take a margarita too. Hold on. Okay, the margarita just tastes like a jelly bean. That was a journey, too.
3: Complete with cocktail and everything. You have the whole. There's right yes. here. Yes. Go home. that's
4: what I'm <laughs> talking about. Yes. <laughs> i have Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yes! All right, Rossi, what's your star rating review for this? Okay, I'm, ooh, uh, I'm, okay. Um, I like the concept, uh, but I'm gonna give the execution about four out of five stars, okay? Just cause that salsa was um, <laughs> um My favorite <laughs> is the
3: horchata. Oh yeah. For sure, I give the horchata five stars. And the salsa,
4: like, uh, one star and porchata um, wins. I'm here for the margarita. I- you know what it would go nice with? A margarita. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, it well, would. please
3: give us your questions on things that we should review right into the show at Drewberrymoreshow.com. We love trying the things you ask us to. And
4: we'll try just about anything, right? We really will. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. Well, thank you guys so much. That's Drew's News, and we'll be right back.
0: Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful?
3: Design Week and our next guest doesn't believe that you need to break the bank to beautify your home. She was recognized by Good Housekeeping as an interior designer who is changing the world. She's the contributing editor of House Beautiful, favorite, and the founder of Kingston Design Connection. Please welcome interior designer extraordinaire, Marilyn Demore. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I can't believe I'm here. Oh my God, I'm so honored. You are really one of my favorite designers. I follow everything you do. Um, What is your biggest design tip? What's budget-friendly design advice?
2: Um, You know, this is something I tell my clients all the time that the simplest thing to do is plan ahead. And we do this as interior designers all the time in terms of developing mood boards and renderings, because at the end of the day, you can change anything on paper as many times as you want. And something as even inexpensive as paint, if you need to repaint, that that can get pretty costly pretty quickly. So taking the time to do all of that stuff on paper means that when you're ready to go, there are fewer missteps.
3: All right, well, we're helping a new homeowner with her design dilemma, a few upgrades that are under $30. Let's take a look.
5: Hi Drew, my name is Julie. I live in Brewster, New York with my husband and two small boys. About seven months ago, we bought our new house and we need help. The previous owners gifted us this hutch and dining set and although it's beautiful, it's just really not our style and it doesn't work for us in this room. I would love to get rid of the hutch, except then it leaves this huge blank wall that I do not know what to do with. Do you have any tips that could help me maximize the space? Please help us, we'd be so grateful. Thank you.
3: Please welcome Julie Miller. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh my God, this is crazy. Okay, so um, Marilyn, take us through your suggestions, your insight, I wanna hear everything, so I'm, t- I'm putting it over to you. So one of the first things that I did was to find a lovely floral wallpaper, yeah, so that way your dining
2: room can be surrounded in yes. springtime. <gasps> And we definitely got rid of the hutch. Okay. But we wanted you to keep the storage <laughs> uh-huh. that you had. Yeah. So we brought in these lovely floating shelves. This is stunning. And you can see that you can mix them up. It can be shelving for your dinnerware as well as books, yeah. et cetera. And we framed it out love in lovely that. framing. And you have two children, I understand. Toddler. (laughs) (laughs)
3: It's crazy. It's a crazy time. I think we should as a society agree.
2: It's a buckle up. Absolutely. You know, so I'm definitely of the mindset that we should be creating children's spaces in our homes. And even if it's an elegant space, there's an elegant way to include children in our homes. So one of the ways that I did that was to bring in a chalkboard at children level. I love this. Oh my God. Yes, it's it is so good. I can't.
5: Julie, do you, how do you feel? <laughs> oh, I'm dying, oh my God, this is just, <laughs> and to cook a meal, like your kids can color while you cook a meal, like, and not on your table, they can color on the table.
3: <laughs> I love a good game of tic-tac-toe, too. I know. Um, all right, what is your vision for the dining table set? What did you do here? So, your dining table and chair set
2: were dark wood, all of it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, we actually lightened it up. Wow. Um, so, that yeah. way your space is light and mm-hmm. bright and airy. And so, one of the ways we did that was through these slip covers.
5: Oh, so, I don't know why I didn't think of this, was- Yeah. And since <laughs> I need you have, to do. <laughs> yeah. And since you have children, it's yeah. easy to, to
2: swap uh-huh. them out, throw them in the washing
3: machine. Marilyn, can you buy pre made slip covers that kind of generically fit a chair? If yes. You will? Absolutely. Well, Julie, what do you think? I'm so in love, oh my really?
4: gosh, it is,
5: like so, it is so beautiful. Oh my God, it is everything, the table, oh my God, my Pinterest,
4: <laughs> this is my Pinterest.
3: One thing I wanna point out yeah. that we're talking about all yeah. throughout the week that has definitely influenced me as of late as well is the pops of black. I think it's really kind of rising to the top yeah. of a really great way to minimalistically or mm-hmm. as a maximalist, Really chic up your space. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you like <laughs> it. Because guess what? You're getting everything. <laughs> oh my God. All of this is going oh. home with you. Oh we're going to give you $500 to just get it installed, make it all happen. Oh, my God. Tickety-boo, just everything dialed in. Thank you so much. Of oh course, god. All right, Marilyn's staying with us to share more design tips with a very special guest. Tamara, I'm talking to you. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible
3: contributing editor of one of my favorite magazines on planet Earth, House Beautiful, and founder of Kingston Design Connection, interior designer, Marilyn Damore! (laughs) All right, we can help the viewer uh, on their dining room. Yes, I did. (laughs) To great success, in my opinion. thank you. Um, And we have an audience member who has a little design dilemma in a special Drew and A. Where is Tamara Lynch?
1: Right here. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey. Um, my flower sees your flower. I am a passionate flower lover, so Me I am too. so happy to be here with you. What is your design question, so
3: everybody knows?
1: So, um, I have this sofa. Um, I've had her for over 12 years. And if you sit in my couch, you sink into it. <laughs> um, what's significant about this couch, you know, people will be like, oh, just throw it away and get a new one. Um, it's not that easy. You know, I lost my job to the uh, pandemic. I worked as a restaurant worker, um, and then was basically told to sit down on March 16th, uh, 2020. And when my job came back, we only took 25% of the workforce. So it was a different life for me. Um, I spent a lot of time depressed on this couch, but I've always been a resilient person. And I just feel like... Putting one foot in front of the other is just, you, even when you can't see where you're going, you just do it. And while I was on <laughs> that couch, I did something watching your show, um, which was just <laughs> go online and say, put my head, my, my name in a, in a, just like a random place, and to be given a, a gift, like just for your phone to ring and say hi. I have a random act of kindness for you, has been um, just it, I, it's just profound, profound. It has been profound, that's <laughs> all
3: so I can tell. So. I love your attitude of putting one foot in front of the other. Your sentimentality towards this couch is completely understandable, but telling your story for me is the key. So thank you so much for oh, sharing. Thank that. you, thank you so much. And it's not trivial to pivot to the couch. I'm lucky that we are here with one of my design heroes. I would love to know, especially with that beautiful backstory, now what, Marilyn?
2: Yeah, no, so I really, really wanted to honor your sofa. I love that it's a part of your family. And so one of the first things I did was to cover it in one of the most hard-wearing fabrics out there, which is linen. So linen will last you for many, many years to come. And then there are some colorful pillows on top. And the other thing is, you didn't previously have a carpet. And I know in smaller spaces, people tend to think of adding less, but really defining a space, It's kind of counterintuitive, but it actually helps to give you the look and feel of a bigger space. And it defines this as a real living room. So bringing that carpet in is really important. The other thing that you didn't have was a sofa. Uh, Sorry, a coffee table. Mm -hmm. So the coffee table is important because it just makes the space more functional. And you can actually find these sometimes with shelves, so it gives you a little bit more storage. So I brought that in as well. And overall, you know, the idea is to really honor your living room, to make it a place that you can continue to add to over the years. So you can imagine a brightly covered throw, um, more flowers, some artwork, but you know, the sofa will really become kind of the anchor of your space.
1: Thank you. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's good. That's good. What do you think, Tamara? I I that's gorgeous. Do <laughs> You like that? That's I, really beautiful. I just love the coolness of it. That that is beautiful.
3: <laughs> I Thank love you. it. And you're absolutely right. The more you add into a small space, the bigger it seems. It's counterintuitive yeah, it's really indeed. Weird. But it's true. Pack it. I love it. I hope you do too. Yeah, I do. I think it's so sophisticated. All right. Well, Thank God, because it's all going home with you. Every single thing in this room, we are putting in your living room. The coffee table, the couch, the pillows, the throws, everything. And we have $2,000 for you to do whatever you want with it, and then I'm gonna match it, so that's four. Oh my God. And let's just round it off to five. There's just five for you to do with it as you see fit, to make your home life um, a little bit brighter and i thank you so much
2: really
3: i'm truly
1: you're just an angel
3: and Marilyn thank you as always so much you're oh, just you. so amazing oh thank you
1: it's just so <laughs> thank, you thank you, thank and beautiful. you thank you all right we'll be right back
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
3: Welcome back. Our next guest is a three-time SAG Award winning actress, best known for her role as Piper Chapman on Orange is the New Black, the game changer of a show. And right now, she's starring in the Hulu limited series, Pam and Tommy. I have watched every second of this. I can't wait to discuss it with her. Take a look.
5: Have you seen it? Hmm? The tape. Oh, no. Really? I would have figured for sure you would have seen
1: it. I don't need to watch that <laughs> Have you?
5: Yeah. Yeah, at a party. Yeah. And? I mean, it's actually,
3: I mean, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Please welcome the beautiful Taylor Schilling. Oh my God, you look so beautiful and you are so beautiful. And I'm so excited to talk about this show, which mm-hmm. is much more than a show to me. It's uh there's historical references of pop culture and a time that we remember so well, the Pam and Tommy days. But this show has such an interesting debate behind it. Tell me about the show. Why is it important to you? What is the takeaway here?
5: Well, for me, there was this kind of whisper of an idea that Pam Anderson somehow was a participant or um, was involved in some way in this tape being out in the world. And I was struck in, in reading all of the scripts that she actually is the survivor of a crime. And we haven't um, treated, we we haven't treated her experience as such. And we actually, I mean, there was a, a court decision that was made yeah. that her, because she had worn a bathing suit and posed for Playboy, which is not the same thing as being an adult entertainer. Nope. A, a judge almost made the decision that her body kind of belonged to the collective. Yes. And not to herself, which is, um, Something that's kind of hard for us to, it's hard for me to wrap, right? It's really hard to wrap your head around. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that.
3: I I think there is such rich conversation in this show about where is consent in all of this?
5: Yeah, well, and I love that you're bringing that up because consent, you know, for me personally, I think, consent is the sun like we everything revolves sort of around consent and as soon as, as as it's a choice that someone's making, God bless when it's not a choice and I'm not in control of my own body and I'm not in control of the, my my own experience, I'm not in the seat of my own experience, then it's not okay. And so it really has nothing to do with the content. It has to do with the the idea that this was stolen from her and this wasn't her choice. And in that way, I think that Pam is a hero. I mean, she's truly, a, truly a hero. In her
3: I love it. Now, okay, you were at the forefront of pioneering, literally streaming as we know it. Orange is the New Black kicked off a lifestyle that we didn't know before, and now it's the only one we know, 105 million views. It's a global phenomenon. What was that moment like for you when you literally were a part of changing how we live our lives? I
5: had no idea. I still don't. I, it just was your producer that told me it was 105 million views. I mean, I know when I go to, you know, airports, everyone's like, I anywhere I go, a Piper, you know, Piper exists, but we thought, I thought we were making, I mean, we thought that that, and I am not being coy or being hyperbolic with my like innocence, but it felt like that was a, we were making some kind of a web series when we made that show.
3: Your show is a testament to literally the changing of our lives. Weirdest segue ever, but I found out something in your research, and I have to ask you: Is it true that you babysat monkeys in middle school?
5: Yes, I had. There were monkeys that there were monkeys. That lived down the street. <laughs> what?
3: To, what? How? What? There were, I, I don't know. Like there were, there babysitting were. a monkey.
5: Yeah, well, it's weird that I did that, but I would, I don't know why I was, how I, I don't remember how I found out and I don't remember how I was allow, allowed to, but they were, there were these monkeys, they were capuchin monkeys, but they were babies. And these people down the street were like, I don't know what to do with our monkey. I don't, we need somebody to babysit the monkeys. And I then would go and, uh, you know, like you make sure that the monkeys don't take the diapers off. That's like the big deal.
3: Were you like, like Virgil, don't do that. I was like, look at me,
5: don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd make sure I kept, they would, they would just, they were just, they would also, like, open the medicine cabinet, get, um, Advil, if you weren't watching, they'd, like, get Advil, lick the sugar off of it, and then throw the pills out the sugar all around the kitchen. So that's, you had to make sure they kept the diapers on and that they didn't go into, them. Um, they didn't go into the medicine cabinet. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird, I don't even know how we got here.
3: I just had to ask and I'm so glad yeah. that I did and I have so much visuals in my head right now. Um, okay, it's design week on the show and I hear you're quite the DIY gal. Yes. What have you gotten into?
5: Well, because I lived in very small apartments in New York City for a very long time so I can pretty much do anything with like a nail and a hammer or like sometimes I would use like a like a three pound weight as a hammer. <laughs> um, if I didn't have ha- I didn't have hammers a lot. I mean, who has a hammer? I think if you don't have a hammer, you can take, you know, like a three pound weight and use it as a hammer.
3: I love that tip. Taylor Schilling, I have been such a fan of yours. I'm so excited to talk with you about such a meaningful, interesting, deep layered show like Pam and Tommy, which you are starring in and so amazing in. And it's streaming on Hulu now. And thank you so much for coming here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's do this again, please. I would love to do this again.
1: Thank you, Taylor Schilling, everybody. We'll be right back.
4: A quick round of... Druth or Dare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have uh, Sylvia Hooper. Hi, Sylvia. Hi. Okay, it's all about your leopard belt. Look at this. I yes, was please. noticing the nails. Hey. Yeah. All right, what's it gonna be, a druth or a dare? Druth. Okay, hit us. So, in honor of International Women's Day, I'm gonna talk about our biggest female inspiration. And so, for me, mine is my mom, Gwendolyn Hooper. She was a foster parent, fostered many children, and adopted my brother and I, and instilled in us the values of education, hard work, and determination. Mm-hmm. And so, wanna know who your biggest inspiration is. Oh I think I know who Ross might pick. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a mama's boy, all the way. And my mom was just, so filled with that sort of goodness and that heart that it sounds like your mom has as well and there's something that just there's there's no love like like the love from a, a good mama, right Yeah yeah thank you, thank you for asking. What about you?
2: My girls. <laughs>
3: Thank you, Sylvia.
4: (laughs) Thank you both.
3: Thank you so much, and we celebrate your mom today, and we always celebrate your mom, Rossi, here at the show. Thank you She is a permanent fixture in our hearts.
4: Oh, gosh. It's It's true. true. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you, everybody. Again, I always say it because I mean it so much. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. We make this show for you, so please take it with you. Yeah.